Praise the Lord. Today, we will live different from the way that we came in in Jesus' name. I repeat, today we live different from the way we came in in Jesus' name. And what we were doing in the Africa Rise, especially in my message, I was making the differentiation between Christians and children of God. And I made the argument that Christians or Christianity uh, was not something that God had in mind, but rather it was what the, 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 the Gentiles in Antioch called the believers when they saw what they were doing. The Bible says they were first called Christians in Antioch. And then again, when Paul was arguing toward the end of um, the, the book of Acts, uh, I think, believe it was Felix, he said, do you think in such a short time you can convince me to become a Christian? And Paul said, uh, uh, I wish eh, not just you, but all of these listening to me would become like I am. I thought it was interesting. Felix asked, do you want me to become a Christian? Paul did not say, yes, I want you to become a Christian. He said, I want you to be like I am. It's a little bit different, wouldn't you say? My point being is that what really God was after and what the cross is all about and what Jesus died and suffered for was so that we, the sinners, could become into the elevation of the children of God. Hallelujah. That we are no longer distant from him, but he is ours and we are his. Everything he has is also ours and we belong 100% exclusively to him. Father and son. Amen. Okay, father and son and daughter. Huh? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 1 John 3 and verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we might be called the sons of God or the children of God. So it's not just the fact that we have become uh, sons of God, but uh, uh, the, the, the love that the Father has shown us has gone to that extent. The love of God has made us to be sons of God. Sons of God. Additionally, Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, uh, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we are followers of the Christian religion. The Spirit testifies uh, with our spirit that we are members of Beza Church. Class. No, it says the Spirit testifies with us, in us, that we are the... Children of God, hallelujah. Children of God, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. This is what we are. All right. Um, it's important for us before anything else that we step into this, uh, into this sonship thoroughly. The fight for Jesus after he was baptized and went into the wilderness was over his sonship. Hmm? The devil came into him and tempted him three times with the words, if you really are the son of God. In other words, the father had already made him the son. He said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. 
All right, that's what the father said about Jesus. The Satan came, he, the Satan could not stop the father saying and establishing who Jesus was. But what he tried to mess with was, mess with was what Jesus said about himself. If you really are. So that means that Jesus had to pass the test by saying, yes, I am. And I believe many times the challenge for us is the same. God already established his position about how he feels about us. The question is, is what do you feel about you? That's what the enemy wants to mess with. Because if he can mess with that, whatever our self-perception is, we will act accordingly. Amen. I think it was Musa one time he was saying uh, that Queen Elizabeth, the 90-something-year-old queen of England, when she was a little girl, was a very bad and naughty girl. But in England, we say naughty, very bad girl. All right. And one day her nanny just sees her misbehaving, cleaning up after her. I mean, of course, she doesn't look like that now. She's a very good queen. She's very posh and proper. And, oh, come on, you've seen what I'm talking about. I mean, if there ever was going to be a queen who ever lived in the history of the earth, that's what the queen should look like. So the queen of England, eh? she was a little naughty girl, messing up everything. And then one day her nanny grabbed her and says, do you know who you are? You are heir to the throne. One day you will be queen. And something snapped in her. It says, I'm going to be queen one day. So immediately, the naughtiness stopped. The mess stopped. The craziness stopped. Immediately, she became proper. Or as we say, proper. Hmm? What do they do? All right? But what happened was they did not attack, or, or she was not scolded based on her behavior. She was not corrected Based on her behavior. She was not told, stop doing that. Pick up your mess. Stop being so naughty. She was told, do you know who you are? And when she came to herself of who she was, the behavior followed. And what I'm trying to encourage you today is that you are a child of God. You are his and he is yours. I'm not telling you to fix your mess, clean your behavior, act right, do right. No, I'm here to tell you that you are the child of God. You are born of the Father. You are an heir of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And let whatever comes naturally after that follow. Amen? When we realize who we are, we've not only defeated the enemy, but we've embraced everything that God is. Christians will always fight with each other because the resources are always limited. Christian is man-made. Man-made things have limitations. We will always fight over limitations. Um, I will be your friend until you start stepping into my stuff, and then we'll go to court because this is all I have. And if you take what I have, then you're asking for trouble, and you're asking for trouble in Jesus' name. But if you're a child of God, this is not your resource. The Bible says that uh, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Everything the Father has is ours. The, 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 the word in Psalm chapter 2, verse 7 says, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I'll make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. The cattle on a thousand hills are the Lord's. So if we understand sonship, we also, we also understand what resources we really have. 
So if somebody takes from us something small, they can have it because they don't know where my source lies. That's why in 1 Corinthians 6, 7, it says, when you two brethren go to court with each other, you have already lost completely. Because you are fighting over human resources. You are fighting over the limitations that we have or don't have. Uh, I say this cautiously without exposing too many people. But you need to understand the miracle of Beza. Beza was born by giving away something that we were, instead of fighting with somebody, we said, let them have it. Everything. And Abba Abba just said, no, you can have it. We're not going to fight. And Abba was prepared to go to retirement in Kenya. Leaving me here by myself, by the way. I'm going to talk about that now. Uh, but the Lord spoke to him and says, no, go back and start again. See? So, so from leaving that and then starting again in Ton and Tigis' house, uh, with the same vision that we keep saying that God showed us something and he's going to do it, let's just watch. Um, but I think it's a small testimony to me that fighting over anything earthly is not worth it. And, and when you let it go, you open God's hand to bless you with something more than... In fact... Abba, Abba says that in my whole ministry experience, I've, I've always had a verse that I have trouble with. I don't like this verse. We're supposed to like all the verses. But he says, this verse says, you have entered into God's rest. And he says, where is this rest? Because everywhere you turn, there's fights, there's warfare, there's whatever. And, this, and you have a lot of scars and wounds over the years of ministry. Serving the Lord. And I told Abba, you know, look, that's what happens with Christianity. It's nothing but warfare. But when you come to the kingdom of the son which he loves, when you come into the realm of sonship, the fighting dies. And so Abba says, now, since we started Beza these last uh, one, two, three, 14 years now, he says, I now understand the rest of God. Because fighting is not as much. I mean, he can still be hard-headed sometimes. I'll say that because he's not here this morning. And my, you know it's true too. Don't try to say, you know. <laughs> but, but we've entered into the rest because it's not about the stuff now. See, when we have God as our Father, we understand that it changes how we see each other. And we can have love for one another because no one is threatened by anyone. Because our source is an endless supply. Amen. Amen. We can be generous towards one another. We can be, give grace to one another. We can make room for one another. Even one another's ideas. Not only I'm talking about natural resources, even the resources of ideas. God has plenty of ideas. Let me tell you a true story. This Africa Arise theme of Arise and Act, it was not my idea. I actually had another idea. And so I was going back and forth with that. But, you know, I thought my idea, your idea, somebody else's idea. We were talking about ideas. And finally I said, you know, I thought my idea would have really been a great idea. But I don't need to fight over idea. Take the idea. And let's find where we fit in the idea. Because he is an endless supply of ideas. Amen. You'd be surprised how much you can gain by losing for the kingdom. <laughs> you know, when I see testimonies like this, Olo, it makes me say, Lord, you're full of ideas. And thank are you understanding what I'm saying? You don't need to fight. If you're fighting in the house of God as a child of God, those are a contradiction in terms. Amen. And our source is limitless. Not only is he limitless in ideas, not only is he limited, limitless in resources, he is also limitless in love. 
Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we might be called the sons of God. The only reason we are saved, the only reason we are in the kingdom of God is because of the unreasonable, beyond calculation, love of God. He loved us with an everlasting love. Praise the Lord. So not only are we sons of God, sons and daughters of God, we are beloved sons and daughters of God. Uh, I said this before, I'll say it again. Um, in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 78, 76 to 78, you remember the story of Zechariah, uh, who was told by the angel Gabriel, you're going to have a son. He could not believe it, so the Lord shut his mouth. You remember that? And he could not speak until the child was born, and they were arguing over what his name should be. And they gave him something to write on, and he took a pen, and he said, his name is John. And immediately his mouth was opened and he began to praise God and he began to prophesy over his son how through his son would come a great light for Israel. And then he said, uh, you have made your salvation known to your people Israel and you have saved them because of the tender mercies of our God. And that word translated tender mercies is a powerful word. In the Greek, it literally means bowels or intestines. Can everybody say hallelujah? Now, uh, you know, it's funny. I went to many commentaries one time to study what it means to, to what, what does this bowels and intestines have to do with God? Uh, and many commentaries, they actually skip over the message because they, it's like, uh, I think it's, it's, it's hard to calculate. It's like God does not have biological properties. Amen. God is spirit. He lives in above this realm. He intervenes by his spirit, but he is not flesh and blood. He cannot have bowels. That's an error in translation. May the Lord help the translators of the scriptures. Um, but I realized something. Being from this part of the world, we have this thing called the bowels. We have this thing called loving somebody from the intestines. Hallelujah. Uh, and if you don't understand that, you will read that it doesn't fit in your mind, so you skip over that. Even the commentaries, you know, there's not too many commentaries from this part of the world. Many of them come from the West, and we love the West. But the West needs some bowels, amen? Uh, and, and immediately when I was reading that, I said, Lord, that's funny, man. Because, like, in our language, we are very close to our intestines. In fact, if somebody is very much deeply touched in the deepest part of them, you call that being touched in the intestines. It's not being touched in the head. It's not being touched in the heart. It's being touched in the bowels. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you are touched in the bowels, it has nothing to do with your digestive system. Relax. All right. But what it means is the deepest part of you has been touched. In Amarinya, we called it anjate. Safa Safa. Tan Safa Safa. You all don't understand about that. Yeah? That happens when the deepest part of you, it, it, it exists very much a part. And, and actually, it's a good thing and a bad thing because we go to the Anjit for everything. Mm? Like both for good and bad. I remember when, do you remember a few years back when Ethiopia almost qualified for the World Cup? Remember that? I think they lost to Nigeria or something like that. They were almost like one game away or something. How many of you remember that? I was talking with somebody at a restaurant, I think somebody, and they were, they were saying, oof, 
Thank God that we did not win that game. I said, what do you mean Ethiopia has to? No, no, no. Because we make too much mess. We don't know how to control our anjet. <laughs> There'll be so much going just crazy, wild, whatever, whatever. It's not good. We'll, we'll destroy the economy. We'll destroy the environment. We'll, we'll go crazy. And it's true because when we won the first leg, I remember one day I was driving from a meeting we had just when I was in a meeting somewhere. I was driving home and the whole city was just anjetting. And I said, in Jesus' name, what's wrong with these people? Lord Jesus. And I'm driving, and then uh, coming across on the other lane, a car, was my own wife and children. Also going crazy and going, in Jesus' name. We have an anjet problem. Hmm? But, but the point being is that the love that God has for us, it's not a normal kind of love. It comes from a very, very deep place. It comes from the deepest place that you can come. The, the, the example is the beloved and the beloved, the beloved and the lover in the book of Song of Solomon. The deep affections of the Lord, the deep love of the Lord. And the reason I think it uses the marriage illustration, and even the relationship between Christ and the church is that of a marriage relationship, is because it comes close to the kind of sentiment that God is trying to express. If you have ever been in love, you can testify that there's something much more than mental processing going on here. Okay, I won't talk about anybody but myself. Time stands still. Amen. Everything that mattered before matters no, no more. You go into some kind of a crazy mind frame. You're laughing and giggling all by yourself. <laughs> I remember I was talking with my wife before we were married. And we were living in different states in America. And I remember talking on the phone. And while we were talking, the sun came up. We started, you know, the previous night in the evening. Didn't even feel it. Didn't even realize it. You know, if you're in your normal frame of mind, you say, well, it's been talking for 15 minutes. Got to get up early for class tomorrow. We'll see you later. But when you get your anjet involved, pew. It's you go crazy, you do crazy things. I told a story about Sally in the earlier service. I, I'll defer from using that example to this service, just for my own safety and protection. <laughs> but the point is, is that when you're touched, in a, the, the logic goes out the window. And you see, the Bible says how great the love the Father has shown. What God did for us in Christ Jesus, he broke all the rules. He went above and beyond. Time stood still. God, if it's allowed to say this, God went crazy. Because we're not just his children. We are his beloved children. Now the question is just like with Jesus' temptation. God knows how much he loves you. The question is, do you know how much? Because that's where the battle is right there. That's what the enemy will, will fight on every day. And the day you wake up like a Queen Elizabeth, you'll come to your right mind. If we don't do this, we become servants and slaves as opposed to sons. The Bible tells the story of the prodigal son who went and spent his father's money and wasted everything on wild living. Then he came to himself and said, I will go to my father. All right. And, I will, and then he came to his father. And the Bible says, now picture Anjit. The father saw him from far and he came running. And when he saw him, he embraced him, he kissed him, he put a robe on his feet, sandals, 
a robe on his feet and sandals on his... Okay, <laughs> lunchtime. Uh, he put a robe on him and sandals for his feet. All right? And he ordered the calf to be killed, slaughtered, and threw a big party. And the son, this is what the father felt about the son. And while the father is pouring all this love on him, the son is saying, I have sinned before heaven and you. I am not worthy to be called your son. Let me just be a servant in your house. So the father is putting all this crazy anjit. But the son cannot receive that, that ministry because he does not see himself as worthy. So he's in the right place, in the presence of the right person, receiving the right thing, but he cannot process what God is delivering for him. So he's, he's in the house of God, but he's missed completely what God is bringing to him. The older son hears the party going on, and he says, what is all that noise? And they told him, oh, your son has come home, and your father threw a party for him. And the, the, the older son got mad. And he says, I'm not going in. So the father came to him and saying, what's wrong, son? And he says, all these years I have slaved for you. And you have not even given me so much as one calf so I could celebrate. And the father says, said, said, son, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. Meaning you were waiting for something to be given you when it was all yours to begin with. Meaning that you did the right thing, but you still do, did not understand the heart of the father. So the, the younger son, he did the wrong thing. And his wrongness kept him from the love of the father. The older son did the right thing. And the right thing kept him from receiving the love of the father. Which tells me that our sonship is not based on what we do or don't do. We don't earn it by our good works. We don't disqualify ourselves from his love by our bad works. This is an anjit. Tender mercies of our God. Hallelujah. So, so even when we go for volunteering, don't think that you're going to win points with God because you served and tutored some children. That's a deception. No, we do that because we are already loved. And let me tell you, when we love, when we receive the love of God and win the fight in our minds, uh, the devil is rebuked and the heavens are opened over us. God will go out with us like a mighty, mighty force. Um, uh, light will come to this city because the children of God have been revealed. Justice and righteousness will be visiting our nation because the sons of God are revealed. Yeah? I want to encourage you, when you go to work this week, don't go as an employee of your job, of your boss, whatever. Go as a child of God. And every problem that you touch, do it in Jesus' name. If there's a co-worker that's sick, just say, can I pray for you and put the hand there. Don't worry. God will heal them right there because it's not you. Eh? Heavens are open. Heaven, God works with his sons. You know, when I used to work in the phone company in America, I did that all the time. People are not even believers and God would heal them. Because the power is not mine. It's just, you just, like you go to the doctor and get the injection. And the injection come, does the work. Just give injections. Can I pray for you? Just lay hands on, touch Jesus' name. Touch Jesus' name. Yeah. I heard uh, someone say that miracles would happen much more frequently if we believed that it was easy. Yeah. You are not a slave. You did not earn this. It's the love of God. 
Go in that power. Serve in that power. And may the sons of God be revealed. May God go out with us with great power and great anointing as we sign up to volunteer and touch our city. Amen. Uh, when the sons of God are revealed, the Bible says creation waits. Creation, all of creation waits in eager anticipation for the sons of God to be revealed. Do you know when the sons of God are going to be revealed to creation? I'll tell you when. When the sons of God are revealed to the sons of God. Meaning, when we get it, creation gets it. For example, all of us to this day, when we look at Queen Elizabeth, we say, Your Majesty. Why? Because she herself said to herself, My Majesty. Amen. The day she understood it, everybody understood it. The day we understand who we are, everybody understands it. The, the demons, you know, we go chasing after demons. But Jesus did not go chasing after demons. You know, when he came, they would say, we know who you are. How do you know who he is? Because he knows who he is. <laughs> you see? So, so we have the, as sons and daughters, we have the limitless resources of heaven at our disposal. All right? So, so whatever we need from the Father, eh? he releases it for sons because of the great tender mercies. That's why when Peter and John came to the lame man, they said, I don't have anything, but this one thing I do have in the name of Jesus. Release the resources of heaven. So I just want to do this. Whatever, maybe some of you have a burden that's too much to bear. Maybe you're sick in body. Maybe you just need prayer for just depression, heaviness, work situation, family situation. On my own, I have nothing, but as a son, I have a lot of resource. Amen. So I just, as we dismiss, I just want to encourage you to come forward and we want to lay hands on you and pray for you that whatever needs to be broken will be broken off your life. Whatever needs to come in, come into your life. The sons and daughters of God be revealed. Also, those of you who go to wherever you go from here, go as a child of God. Nothing is too difficult for God. Amen.